Good morning and welcome to the Christian Indie Writers Podcast, where we inform, encourage, and support Christian indie writers on their journey toward publication. My name is Jennifer Carl Tong, and I write historical Christian romance. I'm Jamie Hirschberger. I write short fiction under the pen name J.R. Nichols. I'm Rhonda Hagerman, and I write fiction and nonfiction with my mother, the other portion of Dee Dee Bowman. <laughs> All right, before we go any farther, Rhonda, can you get your mic as close to your mouth as possible? It almost sounds like yes. your mic's not on. That was bad. Ah. Okay. So we got some chatters already. Good morning, Shell. Good morning, Gigi. So glad to have you ladies and everyone with us this morning. We have a, oh, here comes a whole bunch. I know. Always a delay. (laughs) Good morning, Maria. Uh, Good afternoon, Maria. Um, Oh, I got my coffee too, girl. I got it. Um, Good morning, Teresa. Hello, hello. Jason, hello. So good morning, ladies. Good morning. I'm I'm doing so great, but like I almost just did our whole episode in two seconds because I almost just blurted out a bunch of stuff that I know about NaNoWriMo from the chatters in the chat screen. So I just want to in advance say great job to everybody because we are here to celebrate the end of NaNo. So anyway, yeah, (laughs) that's how I'm doing. That's awesome. All right. So we love before, so we don't want to spoil it because we are celebrating the end of Nano today. But before we do that, we want to start off like we do every episode with our what's up. And this is a time where we share what's going on in our lives. And because you are so talkative right now, Jamie, let's start with you. What's up with you, James? Well, um, I'm not really surprised, but I am dismayed that we have winter weather here in Florida this week, which... Is fine because as you can see, I look wonderful in fall and winter apparel. I prefer turtlenecks and sweaters to bikinis and sundresses. So I don't really mind that I get to wear a lot more of my fashionable fall clothes. Um, But I do not like being cold. I've forgotten that I don't like it. Like, I know that sounds very strange, but do you you know what I'm saying? Because I've just been warm for so many months in a row. And it's, it's warmer there than it is here, but at the same time, it's like, it's cold for Florida. Like Ron and I, our blood is thickened up. Like that's what happens when you live in a Northern, you know, climate and mm-hmm. you haven't had that. So like yep. you're, it's cold for you. And here I am wearing short sleeves because my office is so hot. So, mm. yeah, I was working in my uh, yard yesterday with just a long sleeve shirt on. It's it still like yard work. Yeah. Still yard work. Even when it's 34 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never ends. Yeah, we have your. not going to count for me. Yeah, we just didn't get to it, so it's <laughs> probably going to get covered with snow. Some of the things we should have gotten to. I know. I noticed some yard work that needs to happen, but I'm not going to say because I know my husband will be sensitive about what it is because I'm looking and I'm seeing something in the yard he will want to address right away. But I'm just saying, like the yard work stuff never ends. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. Thankfully, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> Rhonda likes being out there. Yesterday morning in our office hours, Jamie and I were talking. I said, "This oh, I'm just going to use this for my what's up. I can't for my life remember what, what it was. Do you remember, Jamie? Oh, no. <laughs> it was a pretty big yeah. I'm well, sorry. I, um, oh, like, I don't know, something about your 12 days that you're doing or like, I can't remember. I'm sorry. It, was about, it wasn't about that plant. I don't think. 
Mm. Or a recipe. We were, we were talking about so much stuff yesterday. I know. All right. Maria says, people always say they are freezing if they come to North England. Oh, but we are used to it. I prefer being too cold to too, too warm. Um, I agree. And I just recently learned about the whole, like within the past two years, about the, our blood thickens. I lived here my whole life. And when I didn't live in Michigan, I lived in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Still really, really cold. So, like, I always, my blood is thickened every winter. And I just learned that. That's why we don't get as cold as other people when they visit. Shell says, what's up? Finally decided on a pen name for my fiction and set up a Facebook page and IG for it. Good. Doing cheesy Christmas movie reviews all month. Aw. I love Christmas movies. All right, Rhonda. What's your what's up? I don't really have much of a what's up this week because um, I just, I don't know, haven't had much up. But I do want to point out that I love it when life shows a visual picture of something else. Because I'm so visual. Okay, so I am on the bottom. Okay, for our podcast listeners who don't see right now, Jen and Jamie are at the top, and I'm at the bottom. Okay. Like how we're presented on the monitor, you're saying? Yes, yes. Um, So I am from Atlas, Michigan, and so I feel like I'm holding up (laughs) my little world right here because you guys are my world. If you're watching, you're part of my world too, but anyway. If you were here, I couldn't do this. I feel like yes, I hear Bette Midler getting ready to sing to you. Yes. Did you ever know that you're not here? Yes. But as a favorite, you know I will not sing. Apropos of nothing, I saw Bette Midler post that she's 70 years old and how did that happen? And I was like thinking, aren't you much older than 70 years old? <laughs> yeah. Like I thought she was like 40 when she was popular in the 80s. I Well, I guess that would make her 70, wouldn't it? Because I thought that was like the big thing is that her and Cher were like, old ladies, unquote, that came back from obscurity. Except and the like, 80s they're was 40 still years alive. Ago. I know. Like, how is that even possible? This yeah. So like, like, wouldn't she be 80 if she was 40 then? Whatever. This is like in those moments where I feel like, gosh, I don't look my age. And my girls are like, yeah, you do. <laughs> I feel right now how you treated, like how you're like, weren't you older than 70? That happens to me all the time. Like, gosh, like I'll run into somebody that's my age. I'm like, man, I don't feel like I look that old. And they're like, yeah, you do. <laughs> Brutally honest children. You got to love it. Jason says his WhatsApp wasn't able to reach my goal. With it. Oh, we're going to talk about Nana later. Um, he moved to Owasso and started Ooh. working on a new church. That's awesome. December hmm. 1st was his first day. That's awesome. Oh, that's good. I know he wants a career in the church, so that's yeah. a good step forward. Very exciting. I remember my what's up. What? So, now, you will all recall how early I like to put up my Christmas tree. And normally, November 1st, like, the elves come out and the Tong household starts getting decorated. Well, if you'll also recall, we were moving in the middle of that whole process. So our tree, like, I got some decorations up in the dining room only because I had, like, not put boxes there yet. And then boxes are in front of it now, um, the Christmas trees and whatnot. And I got some, but we didn't get our tree tree up until this last weekend. So the day after Thanksgiving, or no, yes, the day after Thanksgiving, we decide we're going to put the tree up. And every year we say, we're getting a new tree. And then every year it comes time. We're like, we're just going to deal with this one for one more. And then uh, we'll wait for that, yeah. it, whatever. Right. So we get the tree out. It first of all, weighs about 7,000 pounds. It's, oh. it's old. It's beautiful once it's up, but it takes a long time to fluff it. It was pre-lit, but all the things. So now I had to put new lights on. So at this point we have like 
all the pre-lit doesn't, it's still on there, but doesn't light up. So I put other lights on it. And so if you look close, you can see it. Well, then most or half of those or more of those that I had put on there, those stopped working this year and we're fluffing it. We're trying to, we're sweating. And this thing seriously was like dropping more um, pine needles than a real tree does when it's dead. Like it was just a mess in my house. And I'm just like, my husband and I were like arguing and and all of a sudden we were just like, why are we doing this to each other? Why are we doing this? So we went out and got a new tree. Yay. And I was so happy. First of all, we drugged that one out to the road because garbage day was coming. And I'm pretty sure that I heard taps playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) That's a reference to the Christmas story. Um, And we got this new tree and we got to the store. So here's the other problem. I, they all are beautiful. And there's a different range. And the one I wanted, of course, was the most expensive one, right? At the mm. store that we were at. I mean, I'm sure there are more expensive trees out there. And I wanted that one. But I wasn't going to pay that one because I am cheap. And so I'm looking at these other ones. So then I'm trying to figure out which one that I want of the cheap ones, which one I'd like better. But I keep looking at this one. And my husband is watching me the whole time. He's like, can you please just pick a tree? Like, he's like, <laughs> literally the store started to close. I'm not even exaggerating. And they, they keep buying like, can we help you make your decision? Like, they want me out of the store. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And my husband's like, please just decide a tree. And I'm like, I want the expensive one, but I don't want to pay it. And my husband just grabbed it and put it in the car. He's like, we're done. We're out of here. And it's beautiful. And I love it. And so death to the other tree. Praise Jesus. This tree is super light. It has like a ton of lights on it and they're like the little LED, but they're the warm LED. So it looks like the old, like it doesn't look mm. like the blue glaring, you know, it just, I'm so happy. So that was my what's up to this week is that Christmas has finally hit the Tong household. Mm. Aren't you so happy for me, Rhonda? Yeah. <laughs> Rhonda's been quiet through the whole thing and we all know why. <laughs> <laughs> Rhonda's daughter and I always threaten that we are going to just show up like little elves to her house and decorate her house like uh Clark Griswold and uh when she's not there just turn it all on you don't so offer great. to come clean but you offer to spatter it with Christmas yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right Maria said, death to the other tea tree bright praise Jesus is not a prayer I've heard before <laughs> well you don't hang out with me enough apparently <laughs> uh the chat's going like crazy but I do just want to say to Shell that please promote in the chat if you can. I know you can't put a link in there, but we would all love to read your reviews. I know I do anyway. Yeah. And like we can follow each other. That's the whole point of this community, right? Is to support each other. Now, mm-hmm. again, we don't ever go to write, read writer groups and try to sell your book because we're mm-hmm. all writers, but we're here to support each other and encourage each other, follow each other. We can share each other's books, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. This is a community uh, that looks out for each other. So way to go. Really appreciate that. Okay. All right. So we all good to move on. I don't know if I am. I'm still, I think like so. Christmas. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. So this week's topic TGIO. Thank God it's over. It is the end of NaNoWriMo. And we wanted to take an episode where we just really celebrated all of the wins and all different kinds of wins. Right, ladies? Yes, for sure. Because so I know that I've not won every year. And the years that I don't, you do kind of feel like, especially like if you get close or if something happens to derail you, which is like the story of my life you kind of feel discouraged, but we have learned over the years that like 
if you wrote a thousand words during nano, that's a thousand more words than you had before nano, right? So we wanted to make sure that everybody understood that we're here to celebrate all these wins. So ladies in the, oh, we have another what's up. I want to like share this real quick. Maria, what's up? Lottie's Locket was published last week. Yay. Also did her first ever Facebook live during the launch party, which was a bit daunting, but a lot of fun. Also won Nano and finished her project on Monday. That's awesome. She's been really intensely working on her writing career for several months now. Congratulations on the win. I want everyone to share what their success was with Nano. So Maria finished it, got the 50,000 words. Congratulations. Um, yeah, let's do only the positive first, right? Let's we can talk about the why it's thank goodness it's over, maybe the complainy gross parts after. Let's talk about yeah. our wins first, right? For sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Um, hey Maria, make sure you show up next week because our uh, the episode is all about what to do before your launch party. And we'd love to get some feedback from you since you just did a launch that you can share in the chat with things that you would do differently or things that um, went well. We'd love to hear from you. So I'll give you a whole week to think about that. So, okay. Shell says that her pen name is M Renee Vess. Hopefully if you put that in search, it will come up. Awesome. That's a great last name. Okay. It is. It is a really great last name because the nice thing about it is it's unique, Mm -hmm. right? So um, it'll stand out to people. It's unique, but it doesn't look ridiculous. Right? And it's, it's easy to spell. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So, all right. So we want to celebrate every kind of win today. We want to know about everyone in the chat, what your nano experience was. If you like totally failed, that's okay. Because we're going to find a way, even if you think you totally failed, I'm sure that we can find a way to show you how you had some success in this nano. And so we want to celebrate that all with you. So which of you, us three, which of you guys wants to go first with um, with your nano story? How did you do? Um, the the win, like the win that I'm going to claim. Yes. Okay. The win that I'm going to claim is well, I did what I'm. Start, I mean, I won. Well, I I didn't do nano this year. <laughs> you like, didn't did it. I didn't do it. No, right. I mean, officially, I did not sign up for nano rimo. I did work during the hours that Jen was working. So. But I had a successful November, and here's why. Because instead of doing NaNoWriMo, I committed myself to finishing my work in progress. And while I did not get to – I didn't reach the goal, I did get so much done. The focus, effort, and intention that I put on that project has got me so close to the finish line and encouraged me and motivated me to keep going. And I'm in a just really happy place with my work in project progress now. And I want to keep going. And so for me, that's a major win is that I don't hate my book. <laughs> that's awesome. That is amazing. And you did, you worked diligently all month and it's hard to like, like when you're writing, it's easy to keep track of words, but when you're doing like what you're doing, it's really hard to like quantify is this a success or not. So I'm so happy to hear that you, you know, that you were successful and you, you hit your goal and that's really awesome. I'm very excited for you. So Maria says, so I hit 50 K at like 1130 AM on Friday with my science fiction project, Iris really mm. enjoyed writing it at like 530 PM. I finished my project at 54,000. So she finished Yay. the book. Congratulations. 
Teresa Thomas says, success. I learned that I can write a book without killing myself in the process. It doesn't feel as daunting anymore. I wrote 78,911 words in 30 days. One wow. finished. Bam. What? Yay. That's now that awesome. you know you can do it, you can feel more confident to set out to write the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you guys agree that all three of us have one nano at some point in the past? Mm-hmm. And once you have won it, like that, once you cross that line, you know you can do it, right? And we've mm-hmm. even talked about how you can, it doesn't have to wait till November. Like you could do this any month, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you can. And whatever your win is that this month, whatever it is, even if it's not that you wrote a whole novel, that win is still a win that you can claim and build upon. Right. For sure. All right, Rhonda, let's talk about your nano this year. How did okay. that go? <clears throat> My original goal was to have our... Um, Okay, so this is my nano project from two years ago, and my writing partner and I, the other half of Dee Dee Bowman, Barbara Bauk, my mother, um, she wanted me to finish that, and we've decided that that's going to be our giveaway on our website for our newsletter list. So the goal was to have it ready for the editor on December 1st. Well, we didn't accomplish that, but what we did do is get a whole lot of writing done. We only have just a small handful of new scenes that have to be written, but I am well into the final draft editing process of it. And I really never pictured being this far into this book before, which probably was probably the problem, but mm-hmm. I definitely won Anna this year because way more progress was made than I actually expected. That's amazing. I'm so That's excited great. for you. So do you have a new uh, goal date of when you'll have that to the editor? Did you guys discuss yes. that? Now, because December is going to be pretty busy for me, um, we would like to launch that book on January 1st uh, and start collecting um, email addresses with it on That's January exciting. 1st. That's very, very exciting. That's really exciting. And now think about it. If it hadn't been Nanona, you hadn't set that goal Mm -hmm. that you had, would you be ready January 1st if you hadn't? No, that book was so far off my radar that, no. So see, Nano does help. Even if you Mm -hmm. don't like, quote unquote, win it, Mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference in your writing career, I would for sure say. Definitely move my career forward. Well, and you know, we're talking about NaNoWriMo and this could be the first episode somebody ever watched. So I'm just going to quickly say it's National Novel Writing Month, which is you take the month of November and in 30 days you write 50,000 words, which is technically the length of a short novel. So it's write a novel in the month of November. That's why it's called NaNoWriMo. Mo National Novel Writing Month, just for anyone who maybe didn't know that. Right. Jason says, I got about 25,000 words. The good news All right. Is, so I have my entire book planned in Plot My Novel. Oh, yay. That's Rhonda's book. And how, and now a bunch of sticky notes are in the book because I ran out of room to write wow. information down. That's amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Whenever Jason did show up, now Jason showed up in our writing sprints as well. And um, he was getting like thousand word sprints. So, wow. dude, you're going to have that book finished before you even know it. Um, let's see. Um, Piper says, speaking of the writing sprints, I did not do nano. I was trying to work on my work in progress. My win is that I found it very helpful to have set hours. I would write block scheduling instead of trying to shoehorn it around life. So we talked about this. So for those of you that don't know, during the month of November, um, once I was done with the move, 
I started doing live writing sprints and I thought, oh, well, I don't think anyone's going to show up, but whatever. And people did. We had a few, um, there was a few of you that, that were there every single time. And we discussed it um, in the chat during that time that it helps, which the ladies and I knew this already, it helps to when you have a set time that you've put aside as your basically office hours. And then you feel good about leaving and going back to, you know, the rest of your day because you've put in your time for your book. And so you don't feel like you're trying to fit it in around everything else or feeling like things are conflicting. It really, really helps to have set office hours. And we've discussed on other episodes of this podcast that when you have office hours, your family starts to respect it too. And that really will help you too. Maria says, because with my editing, I track pages. The tool now looks really rubbish saying I wrote four words today, <laughs> but they are really four pages. LOL. Okay. <laughs> so you're talking about the new nano page. NanoRimo.org has a new website and it is really great. I've not done the editing. Like I chose that it was going to be a, um, a novel and I never went in and put my words in. So it looks like I didn't do anything this month. But um, so speaking of that. So moving on to me, I did not win Nano, quote unquote, win Nano, but I just checked my numbers and let me check them. I, I, I don't know why I close it out. And I wrote 33,064 words. This wow. Last great job. While wow. moving mm-hmm. and <laughs> homeschooling for the first time, all three of my younger children. And I feel pretty darn good about that. I, I'm almost yeah. at the halfway point of my book which would put, bring this book to around 70,000, which is perfect for my genre for, cause it's my first time writing contemporary and I'm loving it and it's been a lot of fun. I'm still working on it. I'm still writing it to like today, our sprints that we did, I wrote in that world and I really like it. So I can't wait, wait to share that. Um, whoops. I don't know what I'm, <laughs> I go to click on things and then the chat moves. Sorry. Uh, I joined in for one right at the end. Oh, yeah, you did, Maria. Normally, it was during your lunch break, but my lunch was later that day. Teresa says, before it started, Jamie said, make Nano work for you, not the other way around. That changed my whole mindset. I went from having to win to knowing that showing up was winning. Good for you. Yes, absolutely agree with that. Uh, My project in November was writing a new draft, but I used the general goal tracker on the site to track my editing uh, for editing my historical fiction. Awesome. Lots of great wins. So I know. We have so many awesome uh, hooray stories in the chat. And we're here to keep you going with those really good habits that you established during November, right? Yes. Now, co- moving forward with the podcast, now, like we said already, next week we're going to talk about uh, launch parties. But in a couple of weeks, we're going to also be talking about moving forward and what 2021 will look like for your writing career, I think is what we're doing. I guess I shouldn't have said that out loud because I'm not sure we agreed on that. But anyway, <laughs> I guess we kind of have now. Uh- <laughs> Three out of four podcast hosts agree. <laughs> a good topic to talk about would be. <laughs> right. I might have been the only one that decided that was a good topic. So you're welcome, ladies. Sorry, but we're going to, we are going to, I think we are going to do that. We're going to talk about moving forward in 2021 and what that looks like for you. So please tune in throughout the month of November as we uh, wrap this year up and talk about other topics as well as get ourselves all set up for success for next year. And also tune in December. What did I say? November? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next November. (laughs) I would we plan ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Put it on your calendar. 
<laughs> I should probably have everything scripted. I should probably not do anything off the cuff. So Oh, it's fine. But um, we should maybe plug our book because maybe people don't know about it. And if you started writing in November and want to keep writing, you should pick up 30 Days of Writing Sprints uh, prompts because we put together the booklet to help you develop a daily writing habit, which you probably already have if you did NaNoWriMo. And so every day, open up that book and pick out a sprint and write, write, write. That'll keep you going. We also have little essays at the beginning of each chapter where we talk about a different aspect of sprinting, like why you should be sprinting, where you could be sprinting, how to sprint. Um, For those of you that are brand new to the philosophy, but I'm telling you, I have 33,000 words because of sprinting. That's it. Like I did 33,000 words in less than a month because I didn't start at the beginning in less than a month only because of sprinting. So yeah, and if, you aren't, off- go ahead. if you aren't sprinting, you need to be. Sorry. Yes. In our office hours, we chunk it up into sprint size segments. So any of us who were writing, we essentially would have uh, writing sprints every day. So when we are actually writing and not editing, we're getting multiple opportunities to sprint on the daily. So again, assigning that time for yourself is is pretty critical, I think. Agreed. And for those of you who um, enjoyed, oh, Teresa says, my honey bought me your book for my birthday. I just Aww. got it last night. I'm so excited for using it. Happy birthday, Aww. too. Happy birthday. Um, and if you're one of those people that enjoy doing the writing sprints with me, I'm going to continue those. We're going to take December off because I just need it. I I need some time. Um, and I won't be doing it every single day. Like I did in November. I might do that again in April for camp, you know, but I'm going to start doing a regular, uh, um, live writing sprints to keep you guys on track and we can have some regular writing hours because it helps me out as much as it helps you. So, all right, great. Any other successes we want to talk about before moving on? Because I'm super excited about today's sprint. Oh, glad you are. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about, um, we do these writing sprints every time. Like we set 15 minutes and then we write, right? But this time, Jen reminded us before we started, oh, I'm going to write in the world that my novel is in. And so all through November, that's what Jen was doing. And that's a really good idea, I think, for if people are kind of having a writer's block in their current work in progress, they should just do a little sprint about those characters doing something just random. It doesn't have to have anything to do with your plot. It helps you sometimes, even if it won't fit into your book, it helps you get to know your characters a little bit better, which help. that's kind of I'm going to use this in my book, but it also helped me to understand my character a little bit more. That's another great way to use our book. Um, Our book is a workbook that you can write and sprint in it by hand if you want. But I know that most of us will use a laptop or a computer of some sort. If it were me, I would use the book this way. I would be on my computer. And then when I was done writing, I would write maybe the date that I sprinted. Because you can use that prompt over and over again. Use it for different characters. Use it for Mm. different books. Because it's going to come out different every time. And you'll see when you listen to us read our sprints today that we took the same exact sprint. And it's going to be completely different because three different people use the sprint. You as an author can use the same sprint multiple times with different characters and different novels. And it'll be completely different. And that will help you. I write differently depending on what mood I wake up in that morning. Whether I've had coffee or not. Mm-hmm. Whether I have a headache or not. 
what I've been listening to, if I had a fight with somebody, like all of that stuff will influence what comes out. So you're right. Those are totally reusable prompts. Yep, exactly. Okay, so moving on. This is now our time for the feeding of the backs. It's our back. back. (laughs) (laughs) It's your feedback time. (laughs) Here's a reminder how our feedback works. Here on the podcast, we submit a raw, fresh, unedited piece. If we were doing a critique group, which we've done before too, which we've not done in a while, we need to get back into doing that with each other. I miss that. Um, we used to do that off camera or we had a thing. We, what was that that we used to do called the postcast? And it was on, what's that website? Patreon. We used to have a Patreon. We don't do that anymore. Um, anywho, these are not edited. So we're not looking for critiques. We only give safe, positive, um, feedback because it's raw and it's unedited, but it's very encouraging to share that with each other. No criticism, only encouragement. And so I would like to hear, because I don't, I think Rhonda goes last all the time. And so I want to hear Rhonda's first, even though she, <laughs> Me too. even though she's moaning like, <laughs> about it every single time she writes something amazing. And always. Always. And acts like, Ugh. so she's let's like, hear oh, it. It's only 15 words. And then it's like 15 <laughs> words of like the best poetry you ever heard in life. Okay. <laughs> this is what you get. All uh, right. Actually, I was only going to read half of this because I started with the prompt in one direction and then I completely changed it over to something else. So I'm Hold just going to read wrote, it from top to bottom. You wrote a sprint about one direction. It's going to be very popular. Uh, no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. She was so thankful. Okay. This prompt was, she was so thankful. Yes. That prompt was weird to me. Yes. It dot, 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 right? Like, yes. say it again. What was it? It was something weird. Uh, she was so thankful. I think that was the whole thing, right? She mm. was, so she was so thankful that. Oh, she was so thankful did that. You, did you use it word for word in your prompt? In your yes. writing? I did what? not. It was an inspiration, but okay. Okay. She was so thankful that her friend had introduced her to a new obsession. She became bored of television, and right now, new books were out of her budget. She needed something to fill the void on her sick days, and this is what she'd been looking for all along. As a child, musicals were taken for, taken for granted because they seemed to be everywhere. Start over. <laughs> she was so thankful that her friend had thought of her. Take us to see her hero? Disappointment gripped her like icy fingers as a terrible thought came to her. Would this just be someone dressed up like Zorro? No, they <laughs> couldn't do that. She scanned the paper to verify the actor would be there, not just the character. Thrilled to see his name in there in black and white, she held the paper to her chest like a dance partner and using her duster like a sword, sword. Turned around the room, drawing, twirled around the room, drawing Z's in the air. Beer came around the corner in time to witness the spectacle, so much different from the Hazel of half an hour ago. Hazel, dear, where did all this energy come from? Oh, Vera, it's wonderful to be young, scrappy, and hungry. She paused to punctuate the air with another Z. The end. That's that's awesome. It's so much. It's so what happened is you got inspired by yourself. Is that what happened? By myself, yeah. Yes, good for you. See, no, see, like really, I'm so glad that you sort of documented that because that's why we say just 
go just write. Like, don't sit there and say, should I say it? Should I just start typing? Because then you can inspire yourself just like Rhonda. Mm -hmm. So what if she doesn't ever use those first 30 words or however many it was? Look at the awesome character she just created. A Zorro obsessed, uh, hugged her, hugged it like a dance partner. I mean, so many cool descriptive little goodies in there. I loved it. Is that how your character like reading for you, Jamie? (laughs) Is this how your character gets the nickname Z? Yes. I love that. I always wondered. I always wondered. And now I know. That's so And she's all excited. She gets to go meet him. Are you going to write that she gets to go see? Like, are you going to write this adventure? Well, you'll just have to read it to find out. I'll have to subscribe to your newsletter, right? And actually in the 50s, um, if a girl was named Hazel, her nickname was Z frequently. I've got to, I've got to pay you what I hope is a compliment. Have you seen the film Stand By Me? Yeah. Okay. So it's full of cursing, whatever. But Mm -hmm. the feel of that movie is how Mm -hmm. you write to me. Like it's so nostalgic and I want to go back and live in this time. I appreciate that. Yes. And and so I just want to encourage you because I love feeling that way. And that's how your books make me feel. And that's why I love hearing your stuff. So when you tell me you only have a few words, it does not matter because I get to go into nostalgia world and live there for a few minutes. So it's totally worth it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Shell says, so rad. I grew up on Zorro and spent lots of time drawing Z in the tree branches. What a fun character. How cute. I want a picture of little Shell being Zorro. <laughs> Jason says, I wanted to know more. Great story, Rhonda. Really good. Thank yeah. you. Be- Thank before you. we move on, I want to skip back up to some conversation that we... Um, we, we miss Maria says, yeah, my husband recently read my camp nano project in April. He was wondering why my style was a bit darker than normal. <gasps> and I really put my main character through the ringer, but lockdown had only just started. <laughs> yeah. Because your situation, in your life will for sure affect your writing. Jason also said, he said, I also sent my first chapter to critique oh. group. Um, should be hearing back any day. And then there's lots of conversation about like, you know, and he says, that, he said that, I think that uh, completely terrified of the thought of doing it, but we will see how it goes. Well, you got to show someone mm-hmm. sometime. This is why I, we had hoped that our Patreon uh, show would have taken off because you got to see us actually critique each other. And it's, it's one of those things that you have to trust the per- the people that are critiquing you. There has to, you can't like, you have to have some sort of a, a trust there, I think, because uh, sometimes you have to give really hard like feedback that's hard to not only say, but mm-hmm. hard to hear. Right. So, but it's so healthy. It's so good to get the critique feedback on here. We just do oh. the positive stuff, but we have with each other been very raw with um, like edited pieces and been like, you can't do that. Or we've been like really truthful and it can mm. be, it can hurt, but it's, it makes your writing better for sure. All right. Well, after all that chat, 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 I think I will go next. So this is, Ooh. This is, it's not that exciting. Um, I'll just read it and then we can talk a little bit about it after. Okay. So. Do you want to set up for people who've never, ever tuned in before mm. that what you're writing, like what the genre is and all that though? I am writing contemporary Christian romance. It is a billionaire romance. And um, I think that's all you need to know for, mm-hmm. the, for this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marjorie stepped through the curtain into what she'd expected to be an average sized dressing room. What she discovered was more of a sitting room surrounded by mirrors. The sales lady, carrying a pile of clothes, entered behind her and began hanging the clothes on a rack to Marjorie's left. Okay, dear, the older woman said, turning a huge smile toward her. Which one would you like to begin with? 
There were so many, Marjorie instantly felt overwhelmed. You pick. The woman grabbed a houndstooth dress with matching jacket and brought it to Marjorie. Okay, how about this? Sure, Marjorie said, looking around the room. Where do I change? The woman looked puzzled. Why, right here, dear. Panic flooded Marjorie. The same panic that had sailed her yesterday morning when Mary had arrived to dress her for the meeting. Was there some sort of sliding scale of wealth to lack of privacy (laughs) that she had never been informed of? Like, the wealthier you were, the less privacy you were expected to have? For real, though. Right. The woman stood smiling at Marjorie as she stalled, making the situation all the more awkward. This was way better than junior high gym locker room, right? Marjorie thought. She had survived junior high. She could no doubt survive on dressing in front of a department store sales clerk. Marjorie removed her sweatshirt and then her jeans and reached for the hanger, thankful that she still wore the undergarments Mary had bought for her. Uh, Brought for her, sorry. I'll do that for you, the woman chirped, happily removing the dress from its hanger. So not only would Marjorie have to stand in her skivvies in front of a stranger in a room surrounded by mirrors, she'd have to be dressed like a child while doing so. Just when she thought things couldn't get any worse, they did. Diane, the woman hollered over her shoulder, could you and Sylvia come here, please? Sure, why not? Seriously? Let's throw a party while I stand here in my panties, she thought. Three, two, one. Like, I was so not ready for that to be over, but... So my inspiration is, I love the scene in Pretty Woman where she gets like, and every woman has that like fantasy of like being able to just go shop and try on all kinds of stuff and people bring you clothes and like there'd be no like limit, right? But I think my character, like that's not her fantasy. Like the awkwardness of this whole thing, like it, I wanted to like play that up, that it could be one of those things that's like not that exciting for some women right like she may not want to be like dressed by another person and uh, her and have discomfort all these... definitely came through okay. i definitely felt it myself it was definitely cringy right and i think that he is trying to like throw her a bone by doing this because he's going to actually reference like doesn't every woman want the pretty woman moment in you know and she's gonna be like no like so it's gonna be like a fight that they weren't expecting and so i'm looking forward to the fight that's actually what i'm you know shell says skivvies i love mm-hmm. it i want the rest to see me too oh, says, so, yeah oh my goodness i love i i've had a multi-person changing before and it was weird Very yeah me weird. too me too go ahead jamie my daughter ran into that when she was bra shopping of all things but i managed to shoo the lady away um so uh can you explain what a billionaire romance is jen oh i can or something yeah a billionaire romance is a trope in romance where um a woman who is either poor or kind of down on her luck and a man who's a billionaire. It's really all you have to ha- to have a billionaire romance. You just have to have a man that's a billionaire, like who has lots and lots of money. Um, so that's really all it is. So this is my take on a Christian billionaire romance. Um, Teresa says, "Sure, why not?" I know I like that line too. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm I think I'm able to be funnier in this book than I am in my other books because I understand like the humor of this time period, right? Because it's contemporary. So I can like let myself really shine. I think Jen, what a scene feeling bad for Marjorie. I can't wait to read the rest of the story. Yeah. I think you guys are going to like it. I really enjoy that. Jen shopping is not my dream though. I love it. And I wouldn't care like after having babies, like especially the, the different stories I have, like about like how my babies came into the world. 
like I would just get down. I whatever. <laughs> like I didn't. I wouldn't even care if sales ladies were in there. But other people I know have issues with that. So I don't have to worry about any of this because not my butt's not fitting into any of those bougie clothes. So it doesn't <laughs> even matter. Like I am buying off the rack probably for life, babies. You know. I didn't read the rest of that. She said that her dream would be an all uh, all day at a stationery shop by notebooks and pens. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would hear my sister. Ooh, yeah. that's what we were going to talk about is gift ideas for the writer. We totally, that was the idea we had that no one could remember way before. Anyway, this has nothing to do with the podcast, except in our business meeting, we had this idea to talk about gift ideas. Anyway, whatever. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so anyway, all I'm saying is like stationery and stickers would be good ideas, for mm-hmm. her, especially for, um, Maria. Okay. Um, okay. so now I have to read my sprint. Yes. We'd love to hear your sprint. What do you mean? Have to read it. Aren't you excited about it? Moderately. Yeah. Because you inspired me to, well, I changed if you, I sprinted live. So if you watch me type this, I go back and like change who all these people are like almost at the beginning. So this didn't start out to be, do you remember, um, my Daryl, who has his granddaughter show up to live with him. Yeah. Um, she shows up on the doorstep pregnant. Our Christmas and, novel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this is those people. Awesome. <clears throat> I got here as soon as I could, Daryl said, rubbing his hands together and leaning down to kiss the top of her head. Had to take it easy on 69. Black ice is bad today. He huffed warm breath between his steepled fingers, but it did little to ease the ache of his freezing bones. You ain't telling me nothing, she said, grinning and gesturing broadly at her current situation. Daryl grimaced. They treating you all right, at least? When it comes down to it, I've really got nothing to complain about. Really? Daryl lifted a brow in the direction of the IV pole, then looked pointedly at the untouched tray of hospital food. I think I could get you off to a pretty good start. That's because you're nothing but an old fuddy-duddy. She smiled, and warmth suddenly flooded Daryl's chest, as if that smile were stirring up some long-buried embers there. Mm. He felt that sensation many times since Daisy had come to stay with him, the first time being mistaken for a case of indigestion, and he found the remedy for many an ailment, including the anxiety he felt from the moment he'd received the news that there had been an accident. The car's totaled, she said, biting her lip. Sorry? In an instant, Daryl was 32 again, and his Sarah was still at home, and she was looking up at him from her spot on her pound puppy bedspread, wearing frilly pink strawberry shortcake pajamas, and telling him how very sorry she was that she had done some nonsensical thing or another. And he was trying very, very hard to stay angry. Why fight it? His now much older and much, much wiser mind advised. I've already been to see the car, he said. This somehow seemed to miss the mark of an intimate and loving grandfatherly encounter, so he cleared his throat and added, so long as you and the baby's okay, I reckon that's all that matters. You mean, you ain't mad? Daisy had her mother's eyes, that was certain, and as Daryl saw that same look of gratified relief flood into them, as he'd seen on that night so many long years ago, I'm not sure what happened because I didn't finish. I ain't mad. The girl's eyes filled with tears and Daryl's heart sank in dismay. Now, what do you want to go and start crying for? Oh, Jamie. Pound puppies. Like the whole thing you had me because that's like my child. It's like it's I felt like this loss for this man, like that he could remember back to when his child was little, but she's no longer here. You know, like, oh, you got mm-hmm. me right there. Like, I know that's like crazy, but like, but the way that you used these cultural references from that time period 
shows us right there. Like this, that made me feel like this guy is real. His daughter was mm-hmm. real. This whole situation. I just loved it. Loved it. Yes. Um, I don't remember there being hospital food, IVs. Is he sick all of a sudden? Well, what happened um, is today I decided that she has a car wreck while she's still pregnant. And uh, so he's there to visit her. Oh, aha. So they're monitoring her for trouble with the baby. Oh. I decided that today, like in the middle of the sprint. I inspired myself, just like you, Rhonda. I went back and changed what the whole thing was about. Awesome. That was so good. Maria says, stirring the embers. Love it, Jamie. So evocative. Loved using the fuddy-duddy as well. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Really beautiful, Jamie. Oh, thanks, Shell. Um, Jamie, that was powerful. Loved your characters, Piper says. And that's a great way to just... Of just moving forward, go back and fill it in later, but keep writing mm-hmm. what you got. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sprint. You just keep going. Just keep going. Definitely. Yeah, yes. And yes. And that's the thing about the sprinting too. Like you really have to commit yourself to not stopping. And it was really tricky um, to do that live because then you don't really get your breaks unless you are like, you don't want to walk away from the camera, but the breaks are an important part of it too. But then you want to stay focused during the sprinting time. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Awesome. Loved it. All, All right. right. That was awesome. We knew today's episode was going to be a little bit shorter because we were missing Miss Tina Katane today. But um, before we leave, we want to do like we always do on the podcast. And we want to talk about what is next. So I'm going to start with you, Jamie. I know you just got done talking, but I always start with Rhonda. So let's start with you. What's next for J.R. Nichols? All right. Well, um, we are still um, in discussion about whether or not we will resurrect newsletter chat after Nano is now over and the dust is settled. But so I want to talk about my newsletter experience here because I think all writers will benefit from knowing this. So real quick, I just want to say that like we, that newsletter chat went away for Nano. Right. Because we needed it to, because right. we were so busy writing. Yes. And so Jamie and I are still discussing and negotiating. <laughs> Bringing it back. Okay. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the the first of all, let me tell y'all, the newsletter thing was a little bit tricky for me because I keep confusing book funnel and story origin. Like for a long time, it took me forever even to figure out which site did what, but I persevered and I did everything and I got my mailing automation all set up. I got my book available for free. I started promoting it. Everything is great. And my subscribers was just hovering at like dismal numbers. And I'm like, well, I'm doing these promotions and like whatever. Well, it turns out I didn't click some button over in Story Origin. So all of the people who were downloading my book for free through Story Origin were not getting added to my email automation. They were just sitting over there in Story Origin, not being integrated with MailerLite. (laughs) So I'll just put you this way. I had this goal to reach like 100 newsletter subscribers and I like blew right past that the minute I clicked a button because (laughs) I just didn't appropriately integrate my story origin downloads with my mailer light mailing list. Well, thank you. I reached a goal by accident, but it was great too because the lesson in timing and this is something God is just continually trying to show me. I think it's a lifelong lesson, but like Stuff happens when the time is right for it to happen. I was not ready to meet 100 newsletter subscribers because in November, I was committed to focusing on my novel and I didn't need to get pulled over into newsletter world during November. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just uh, 
perfect timing, I'd say. So if you are not a member of my newsletter, you should go over to writingshorts.net and sign up today because you get a free copy of my book and the mom ran away with the moon. And while you're at writingshorts.net, you can click on the current promotions tab and you can see that I am a part of two promotions. They're giving away books on those promotions just for, um, cause they're trying to build their mailing list. So if you need something new to read, check it out, writingshorts.net. Okay. What about you, Rhonda? Well, my what's next is I'm trying to just keep working on the book uh, from Nano. I would, I'm so serious about getting this done by January 1st that oh, I'm going to so be obsessive about it this week. All right, excuse me, the rest of the month, actually. That's awesome. Great. Okay, we have some what's next in the, all right, Piper says, what's next? Sending out a newsletter today, blog posts, and getting words in her work in progress today. She says that I'm with a new newsletter server. We would love to hear more about that. Um, Maria says that she's, um, whoops, see, they keep moving on me. <laughs> Maria said, her, said that she sent out her first newsletter about three weeks ago. Yay! Awesome. Shell says, what's next? Got a blog post and newsletter I'm working on for this weekend. Need to start planning for what to write in 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my what's next It's funny that Jamie brings up the newsletter thing, because, you know, we were talking about like, maybe we shouldn't do it. Like, you know, and then we spent at least 30 minutes talking about the yes, newsletter that's thing. What, that was the thing. Cause I was like, Oh, Jen, it can just, you know, die on the vine and we don't have to resurrect it. But then we had all this stuff to talk mm-hmm. to each other about the newsletter. So we're like, why are we not doing a newsletter chat? Right. So we may resurrect it and try again and see um, because it helps us. Right. It, when it stops serving us, the problem is, is that we have um, we have so many other commitments. We want to help you and we want to help ourselves, too. Right. And so if um, if it's not helping our listeners and it's not helping us, then that's just extra time we're wasting. But Maria says, do you have any tips for getting more newsletter subscribers? I got a couple dozen initially, but haven't got any more recently sharing on my blog posts and social media, but not getting a lot of uptake. Go into yes. story origin and click the little box <laughs> next. To, that's how I got all of my new subscribers. If you, when you have time, go back to, you can see them on our Facebook page or on our uh, YouTube channel and go back and watch some of the newsletter chats. Cause we really talk about this in, um, in at length. We talk about, story origin and book funnel. And we have more things to really talk about. So maybe we should resurrect it if there's still questions out there and stuff, but it does help me. I think that now that we've got Jamie set up and we've kind of like talked about the basics of a newsletter, we might spend more time. If we do it, we might spend more time discussing like what to put in our newsletters. What are some exciting things? And so that's my next, um, um, my next what's up is, um, so Piper says that she has about 800 in her, um, her newsletter mostly from book funnel and story. Wow, origin. that's a great number. Yeah. Yeah. I am about to break a thousand at, and I am in Mailer Light, which would mean I have to start paying for it. So I mean that's pretty big when I had like what 60 or 70 at the beginning of the school year or beginning of the of the academic no the year last January. Um uh, and that's been from story origin and book funnel and working that and doing that kind of stuff. Can I um, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just, I just would like to give some advice since someone asked. And if, if you, if the shoe doesn't fit, don't try to cram your foot into it. Okay. So I'm not trying to offend anybody, but frankly, if this is you, if you are someone who's trying to build a newsletter and you're not paying any attention to any of your social media platforms, you're leaving subscribers on the table because 
you have to have other ways to reach new people. So if you can get your social media platform to be where you are reaching a bigger audience, it's going to help you build your newsletter subscriber, but, but they work hand in hand. So you have to be doing the work to build like one, pick one social media platform and try to develop it so that you just have another way to reach people. And, and I, I personally would pick like a website, but see, that's not really social media, but I'm doing a whole different thing than everybody else. So Jen, did you care to elaborate on that? Um, yeah. I mean, I still think newsletter is king. I think that you have that. If oh, you- I meant in relation to getting new subscribers, because if your social media platform is active, you can continue to recruit new subscribers to your newsletter by mm-hmm. having an active social media presence. So that's yes. more what I meant. And I still get newsletter subscribers from my website, just people that like happen across my website and mm-hmm. people that find my books on Amazon will buy it. And at the end I have like, you know, sign up for my newsletter. I get lots of people from that. Oh yeah. Don't um, forget that. That's a big one. Make sure yeah. that the, at the end of the books that you are giving away, do you have a link to leave a review and to purchase more? I have been very bad about Facebook lately because uh, there's just lots of reasons. Cause there's just, it's overwhelming to me because I'm, I'm the admin for too many church things. And so I get like a ton of and so like, it's just too much for me to have to like go through all my notifications. But for some reason this week, the, the other day, I decided to go through my notifications and someone had tagged me that I didn't know in a reader group. And I went to it and this person, I'm not sure if they found me through a promotion, they found me on Amazon, but they've read my books, they've reviewed it. And the question that was posted was, um, who is your favorite World War One, World War II um, author or novel that you like to share with everybody. And they tagged me and shared uh, that they avoiding Esther is their favorite. And like, that was like, wow. Yeah. It was a wow moment. Cause like, I don't know this person. It's not, it's not a cousin or a, an aunt or an uncle. Like, and it was unsolicited. It wasn't like, I was, and so that was, that was a really good boost for me to think, yeah, I'm doing things right because um, through newsletter and what, however it was, this person ended up, um, give me reviews and, and, and all that jazz and found me on Facebook. And so it was great. So yeah, Teresa that's really her, awesome. Her what's next relaxing and planning for next year. Seriously consider praying about starting a merch store for writers, artists with my husband, also praying about doing live office hours on YouTube. Yeah. Mm. Um, Piper says, Oh, Jen, that's such a great feeling. It is. It is a really good feeling because you work really hard and you, in you, you know, I pray about these stories and I pray that God would give me the the words he wants and the fact that when you people come back and they've enjoyed it. So I mean, to come to mind to be a recommendation for someone is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's not like, you know, that you get a newsletter asking for you to do this. Like they saw a question and my name is in my book is the one that popped up in their head. Like that's just like blows my mind still. So like, awesome. Really, yeah. really so, a win. So my what's next is, um, trying to figure out my poor Facebook group has been greatly ignored this past year. And I had this idea about doing some sort of 13 days of Christmas, some sort of giveaway. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Jamie and I talked about it and I was all excited. And then like, by the end of the day, I was like, Oh, I can't do it too much work. I just don't have the time. I don't know. So my what's next is to keep writing. Um, every day I'm writing in this same contemporary novel and to try to do something nice for my Facebook 
fans that um, have been there for a long time and been there from the beginning. A lot of them. Yeah. And it sounds like December for you, especially, but for me, but for you, especially is going to be figuring out how your writing career looks going forward. I mean, we're yeah. having the episode sort of for a reason because it's actually making us make some decisions that we like, see, I was sorting through these decisions in November. I just didn't realize it. Like, what will my workday look like? Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. Because I really feel like this is more of a business now for me than it ever was before. I think because I'm going to be launching a novel and everything that's involved with all of that. And Mm -hmm. so you do have to be a little more, you know, diligent about making sure you do what you promised yourself you're going to do or you don't ever get anywhere. (laughs) Right. I thought about this earlier this morning. If I were an employee for someone, I'd have been fired by now because I'm, I will like, I will let myself down so many times because I let, I let other people's like needs and stuff come in the way. So having the set schedule helps me so much because I show up. If I have to show up and I do it, then things get accomplished. When I'm not showing up, but I'm showing up for everybody else, my career takes a second, like a backseat and it, it can't do that all the time. So just a thought. All right, ladies, any more thoughts before Did we Rhonda say, say what's next? Yes. Yep. Okay. yep. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody who's talked in the chat today. And if you are listening to this later, we appreciate you as well. Please like and subscribe to us on however you watch or listen to this podcast. It really, really helps us to reach other people. And we want to continue to help other Christian writers on their journey toward publication. But until next week, we we do appreciate you. But may your pen be prolific. May your deadlines be met. And may all of your words honor Christ. Bye now. Bye. Bye.